2: Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite uncle Silk. It's Dan
1: and Delatory.
2: Same corner, same time, Monday morning. How was your weekend, Monday. fellas?
1: Man, what a weekend! What a weekend! Um, got uh, got to finally played golf for the first time in a few months. Shot really mm-hmm. well. I think it's one of those things, and you don't golf like every other weekend or so, you start to overthink it. So this time, winning, cool, calm, relaxed shot a spectacular round. One one that uh one for the ages. One for the ages, boys. So, coming in hot what? on a Monday morning.
0: You said spectacular round, then you said one. I was like, "Wait, he's spectacular round. He's going to start telling us his score and the score starts with a one. That's not great." I
1: yeah. will <laughs> give you a shot by shot on every hole. Spectacular
0: round, 112. Okay. Spectacular mm. round.
1: No, uh really fun round. Uh we finally got sun all day in Tampa. I mean, I think we talked about it. It's been a weird winter, right? So, uh, it's like raining here right now. It's cold, windy. Same here, uh man. but uh, it was a beautiful day on uh on Saturday. How was y'all's boys weekend? Well, so we never got an update on your golf experience. Mm.
2: Oh man, it was it went okay for for considering that I'm not
0: you're Tiger Woods.
2: I was I was Lion Woods. I wasn't <laughs> Tiger Woods. I was like Cub Woods or some shit like that, man. Uh but I drove the ball good. Yeah considering you know like how often i play i thought i drove the ball good short game was trash uh and i just would start you know faking like i was making a lot of those plus as everybody else was going to the next hole you know i started cheating yeah. a little bit but <sighs> I, I enjoy yo, myself i gotta get out yo, there more often I I give me dan yeah, yeah, good, good, right?
0: 25 yeah, feet yeah, away, yeah, that's yeah. good,
1: right? Yep, good, good. Yeah,
2: good, well, just good, right? All right. Kind of hit it as everybody turning their head, you just slap it with one one hand and pick it up real quick. All right, next hole, fellas. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I want to get out there more, man. I enjoy myself being outdoors. That's my bag. And this time of the year, I think it's better than like the summer months. That's mm. when I kind of fall off of wanting to get out there and golf. But I uh, definitely enjoyed myself last month. That was No, that was like December, right?
0: Yeah, I think I so. so. Tee yeah. times, tee times in South Florida are more expensive in the winter. Peak, they quarantine. are.
1: Yeah, here yeah. too. And then you have to you have to play at the right courses. Some of these places are obviously trying to make all their money uh, mm-hmm. during the winter time, snowbird season. So they'll stack them, you know, six eight minutes apart, and it just it can it can be be a very hard day to get through if you're in one of the the later tea times. But um, it was weird. We there was a a, a weird fog that was over tampa until about 9 30 9 45 so uh we had to tee off where you couldn't see anything they had a ranger out there He would point you to where he thought your ball went and for the first like two holes we were playing uh it was like we were playing in jurassic park just low fog Mm -hmm. the whole time but uh saw a couple huge alligators out there felt uh felt one with nature back again on the uh on the golf course so nick you do anything spectacular this weekend before we get into the show
0: no, no. I got my got this hat. Shout out to Josh uh, at Dave's Freshly Used. Ben Chase and I went downtown and had no idea what was going on. All of a sudden, there was like no parking, ton of people downtown. We turn a corner, and there's like a vintage market. So Ben and I walked around, got this hat. Go cop it. Check out Dave's Freshly Used. Shout out um, to Dave. Um, Yo, huge yeah, huge Josh. Oh. Nice. Josh. Shout, shout out to yeah, not, Dave. Josh. Not
1: Dave. Josh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, this is my last weekend, my last free weekend. So I gotta figure out something to do. Go do something for the Super Bowl. Who do we got in the Super who Bowl? You got,
1: yeah, who you guys got in the Super Bowl?
0: I've got I've got a theory. So Hard Knocks, that that mentalist guy, Oz. Oz. Yeah. Oz. He um he had Nicole Hardman uh come up. Nicole was on the Jets and he did a Super Bowl prediction. And the Super Bowl was obviously the Jets are gonna be in it because he's filming it with
1: the Jets. Yeah. Um, Any Jets and, fans in the comments, let us know how you guys are preparing for the Super Bowl.
0: So he asked miko Hartman, who do you think you're gonna play in the Super Bowl? He says the 49ers. And and Oz has the 49ers on, on his little board that he's pre prepared. He said, What's the score? 31 21. He turns it around, and it's Jets 31, Niners 21. Miko Hardman is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Uh, there might be some wagers for me placed on a 31-21 score uh, for the Chiefs to win. Shout out to all of the Gators. So Michael P. Ryan, Trey Dean, yep. Juwan Taylor, Tommy Cadareous Townsend.
1: Kadarius T- Tony?
0: Still hanging on. Exactly.
1: Don't know why he's still sticking around, but apparently he's back at wow. practice and everything else.
2: He's active again. Shout out to that.
0: I told my friend who's a huge Giants fan when they drafted him, I'm like, hey, man, he's really fun, but you should unfollow him on all of his social medias. Just a like Joker, him. baby. Just don't watch him. He beats to the marches to the beat of his own drum, and he did not listen. He still sends me, he's still mad as hell at Kadarius Tony and how it ended in New York and still sends me stuff like Kadarius Tony does. I'm like, man, I told you four years ago, don't follow this kid on social media. You'll be a lot happier fan.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of my rule of thumb for a lot of, of play. I mean, obviously, I'm almost double some of their ages, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, you know, it's not content for me. So, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it, man. What? That's it. I enjoy it, man. Like, yeah. Like, you got to stay hip to what's going on, bro. You got to follow these guys to know, like, uh, you just can't get emotionally invested in what they're doing on there and, sure. and take it personal. Yeah. But um, I don't follow don't do the high that well. kids. No, they don't do that well. They I follow, don't do that well. I, I don't follow the high school recruits or anything like that. But once the kids get on my professional team roster or my college mm-hmm. team roster, I'm going to hit that follow button. If they're interesting. If they don't use the app, then I'm not going to follow them. But Kadarius Tony was one of those kids that used it. And it was fun watching the Joker. Get his shenanigans off his raps, you know. Still them all. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I liked him, I liked him. He, uh, like I said, marches the beat of his own drum. I met him when he's still in high school, um, talked to him every once in a while. Just an interesting kid, man, for
2: sure. For Shout sure. Out to him. Hey, smash that like button while you guys are here. Shout out to Fragrance Journey <laughs> in the comments, we appreciate you. Smash that like button, it don't cost nothing to show love. Hit it. It's a thumbs up if you're watched and, and don't know what's going on <laughs> in the social media world. So
1: hit the subscribe button too. Silk. Uh, let's get a prediction out of you. Who do you guys have in the Super Bowl?
2: I'm gonna go 49ers, man. Uh, before I was a Jack fan. Before the Jack uh, as a franchise got started, I was a 49er fan. So I like low key cheer for them whenever my team's doing terribly. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the 49ers, and I'm just tired of like it's it's just it's, Taylor Swift is just too much at this point, man. So uh-huh. I don't want to see her happy Sunday. <laughs> Bro,
0: that's wild. <laughs> the Swifties are going yeah. to come for the podcast. Yeah. They're out of your I mind. mind. show of all, <laughs> all time. Swifties, if you found this clip, I disassociated <laughs> everything yeah. that Silk, Uncle Corey over there says about I'm choosing
2: violence. Man. You. I'm choosing yeah. violence man.
1: We
0: got a new album coming.
1: A happy, happy Monday morning to the uh, four-time Album of the Year Grammy winner, uh, mm, Taylor yeah. Swift and her fans. Dropping a new album after winning Song of the Year. Harrison Sanchez. Have year as well. Say
2: what? Have a mother year as well.
1: Harrison Sanchez. A noted Taylor Swift hater in the comments.
2: Let's That's go.
0: wild. They're going to come for you up oh, in the yeah, mountains, Harris. Harrison. Um, dude, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. The NFL is using her. She's out there just supporting her boyfriend, who will probably have an entire album created about him in a year or two. Um, and the NFL is like, hey, we can reach an entire new market. Put her on TV I as mean, much as possible. She's not asking to be on TV. I mean, let's, let's
1: let's let's be clear
2: more here. Teams, we will see more I'm, Taylor Swift than the players at this point.
1: Well, I, mean, I think she was heart. on for 44 seconds last game, right? So I mean,
2: it you know, like it is hour. what
1: it is. Is what it is. But uh, so she'll be there. I think she's going to be in Tokyo. She, I think they when say. you got
0: money, that's crazy. She uh, she flies. She flies private. She's she's got a tour date to start her international tour in Tokyo on February 11th, mm-hmm.
1: and Can they're
0: 17 hours ahead in Japan.
1: Yeah, so she I think she said that they can make it back for a few hours before the game. If anything, we know that Taylor Swift will be the carbon footprint champion of the well she's got
0: she's got four dates in Japan. So she's flying from like Tokyo to Vegas after the game, like back to Tokyo for three more shows.
1: Yeah. That's
0: crazy money. That'd be that'd be wild. Like, hey, what's your itinerary for the next couple of days? Oh, Tokyo, Vegas, Tokyo
1: yeah it's nuts there is a rumor drake and j cole were in town here in tampa this past weekend on friday mm. and sunday performing a uh, ru- word on the street is they rented out the entire addition hotel which goes for about six or seven hundred dollars a night for the most basic room all the way up to twenty five thousand dollars per night for the um corner suite down there so i would, you, um, why would
0: you need a whole hotel
1: I mean, you got big entourage, big group of people.
2: Man, you want because I mean, you product, can, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Give
1: me, give me, the top
0: three floors in the service elevator. It Seems yeah. pretty private.
1: I need um, can't
2: turn up properly, man. I need every floor.
1: I, I need, <laughs> can't yeah, turn no, up no, properly with three penthouses.
2: No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I also pretty- need. I also need the the custodial closet in room one eleven.
1: Yeah. So Taylor Swift, when she was here last year, stayed at that hotel. They didn't rent out the whole thing, but they did rent out like the corner suite in that, that floor. Most of the floor that she was on, they have security that will stand in front of everybody's doors as they shuttle somebody in. Cause there's a, a service freight elevator area next to the restaurant. They'll shuttle you in through the restaurant, up the elevator, but they'll make sure that like nobody's on the floor uh, when they're in and out. So just completely wild completely wild. I need somebody to hop in the uh, the podcast DMs. So if you've ever been in planning a tour, um these concert venues, everything else, we're trying to figure out how much money the artist makes based on everything compared to like the arena, to the promoters, to to everybody in between,
2: right? So usually I think the artist sets their deal up uh you know, most of the time like somebody would like host these tours, right? And they would get paid the contract should exclude costs, right? They're just right. in, in like, taking on the profits or I'll do a certain amount of city tour for a said number and that's it. They're not worried about the cost. If if Rock Nation or Live Nation, whoever may be putting this the 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 concert on, they they absorb all those costs and, and deal with profits and loss uh mm-hmm. with ticket sales and whatnot. From my understanding, it depends. If you're independent probably probably works a little differently. But I heard uh Mahomes that Call the DUI just to avoid being in the same booth as the Swifties. That's what the streets is saying. Don't drink and drive, man. Most importantly, enjoy <laughs> don't your don't Super Bowl responsibly. Man. Do not drink and drive. Get your Uber, uh, catch a ride, but do not get behind the wheel and drive, it's just not worth it.
1: No, I can't
0: see no. Jackson's TikTok about that.
1: Um, yeah, no, uh, public service announced I had a really good friend of mine die from a, a drunk driver hitting him. Uh, so yeah, please do not drink and drive Uber Lyft. Even the old taxi cabs have apps these days. Um, and Absolutely. certainly if you have that kind of money, you need to, uh, to stay off the road if you've been drinking, uh, or impaired. So, um, well guys, let's get into the uh, show a little bit. Let's do a quick shout out to our friends over at Lucy. Go visit Lucy.co forward slash stadium. To up your nicotine pouch game. Uh right now they are pushing there. It is right now they're pushing the breakers. They have a little uh flavor breaker uh ball that's in the middle there. You you break it with your tooth. You are with your teeth, you have, I don't know, probably. You know, double the amount of, of flavor expectancy, I will say. If you've used other products, this product is very flavor forward. Uh, come in four milligrams or eight milligrams. If you're looking for the just traditional pouches, they come in anywhere from two all the way up to 12 milligrams of 100% pure tobacco, apple ice, espresso, mint, mango, all different flavors that you can get with Lucy. So again, Go to lucy.co forward slash stadium. You'll get 20% off of your first order and you will always get free shipping. Here is the fine point. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every age is age verified. Every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: All right, gentlemen. Um, I shout out to Dan in the uh, in the comments. A quick internet search: T Swift makes thirteen point six mil per concert.
1: That's bonkers.
0: You gotta think they have um, for someone like her. She's probably getting uh, a cut of sales, cut of the door, yeah. Um, and then whatever merch. Merch she's is one hundred percent her.
2: Yeah, Sessions, merch Hey, we're
0: getting we're getting a piece product of
2: sponsors. Edition. Like yeah. it goes crazy.
0: She's doing fine.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. we were trying to do some quick math at the bar on Saturday. Um, you know, two nights at Emily arena, probably 20,000 people each 40,000. We said ticket price, probably 200. So we were starting, you know, $200 each. So then we were starting to go in and all the amount of money, how much money does the arena take anything else? So if anybody ever has worked in that industry, it'd be fascinating to know of all those ticket sales and everything else, how much like a J Cole and a, uh, a Drake might make, but uh, downtown Tampa was popping this weekend because of it looked like an incredible show. So,
0: all our- shout out to Taylor Swift, really putting Travis Kelsey on the map. Yeah, yeah, Travis,
2: yeah, got Travis. God, shout out to him. Like, <laughs> no, you're worth king.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that. I was listening, God, to, their, I was listening you, to their
0: podcast, and, and Travis was kind of talking, like, don't know how many more years I'm going to play. I'm like, yeah, you sign. You signed up to the best 401k ever. You don't I'm need, to, you don't need you. to get you don't need to get your head smashed in anymore.
2: What do you do with these cute little chicks? Is what she probably tell you. What do you do with these?
0: <laughs> what <are> you t-
2: <laughs> do you cash these?
0: Look, what are these?
1: <laughs> Honey, I've I've got the Chipotle today. You know? Travis, what's this loose
0: change you have hanging around the house? <laughs>
1: Oh my oh, gosh! I think what like, Travis Kelsey signed what a thirty million dollar deal? No, maybe more than that. Let's see. Travis
2: Kelsey, There's a few concerts, man.
1: Yeah, that's, that's uh, wild. Yeah, how many. How many Taylor Swift contracts? That's Five great. year, forty six million dollar contract was his last one. That's so, like, quick math is what three concerts for all T Swift? Yes, yeah. uh, four. That's, so
0: she she literally has four concerts in Tokyo around the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: she's that's, making that's nuts. She, she's, she's gonna make she's making his
0: she's making the entirety of his contract that he's currently playing on over yeah. the next week
1: yeah what's what's Andy super about
2: this boat? this this is your check what's super about this boat
0: <laughs> you <laughs> got he got seventy thousand i think they get like seventy thousand dollars for making the super Bowl like that's gonna f- fuel her jet to get to the Super Bowl and back
2: yeah
1: uh, B Max. Hey, we talking about the Gators today? Yeah. We sure are. We are in <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of, of what's going on right now. So quick shout out Gators! Sure, basketball. Not? Overtime win against Kentucky. Uh, come back. Uh, play Texas A and M on Saturday. Blow a twelve point uh lead. Lose by one. Some very wonky uh refereeing there in the second half i think it was what 20 to 2 at one point for free throws in the second half some weird home cooking calls but the gators do lose to buzz williams and texas a&m can't seem to get the monkey off their bat of, of rattling off victories when they need still one in seven in quad one wins uh still very much a bubble team probably right outside the bubble right now Did you guys get to watch that game at all
2: no I didn't get a chance to watch They're it. totally
1: fine. Totally fine. So uh um, casually
0: watched it. Um, I thought okay, so the first story was I forget I'm blanking on the kid's name now. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I was like, oh, oh man, why is arrest- this kid the day before? Man, why is this kid playing the day after he gets arrested? Then I look into it. I don't know that if Tyrese you're Radford. A- I don't know that if you're driving a car, you should be charged for evading police when those police are on bikes. Like came hey I wasn't evading. I was doing 20 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden they were gone.
1: I, I think uh, it's one of those things that if the police are coming you, after you, then get your, you get your bike probably coming. not.
0: Get your, get your biking game up. You Lance Armstrong on the bikes in college station. Um, don't know what he was getting pulled over for or anything like that, but like I, I wasn't virtue signaling like, hey, this is egregious. Like he, he got arrested, he paid bail. I don't know what the details are. Maybe the details so, are We got
1: some got some details here. So uh, fled uh, two officers from a, a lawful arrest or to on detain bikes. The defendant on December the third around two forty seven, sped past two officers on bicycles in the Northgate Bar District in his Dodge Durango. Radford um, smelled marijuana coming from the car. Around forty five minutes later, the Durango was pulled over. Radford told law enforcement that he had not been driving when the car. Uh, was originally uh, considered for evading after further evaluations, su- uh, surveillance cameras. Um, they determined that he lied about being the driver who fled the scene. Warren was issued. Radford was arrested Friday morning on Saturday, um He was playing in the game. Buzz Williams, the head coach, said, I'm not supposed to talk about anything legal, but I'm completely aware of everything that's going on and have been. I love Boots, I guess is his nickname. Nickname. And I love his parents. He also is coincidentally one of Texas A&M's top scorers. And he went off on Saturday. Texas A&M, as you will know, is Hmm. also a bubble team. So,
0: Hmm. Score faster than he drives.
1: Scored faster than he drives. Not a great three free uh, point. Th- geez, free throat shooter. But other than that, he went off. Gators do lose. Uh, they will be back against Auburn. They have a
0: yeah, they have their uh, midweek bye.
1: This yeah, week. so they play number 16, Auburn in Gainesville at 3:30 p.m. So you can watch the gators as they try to write their uh loss off from the other day uh nathaniel they've got to, rogers they've got, to
0: learn, they've got to learn how to play with a lead better um it, it looked like a lot of these games look like mike white where like you get a lead and then there's a six-minute scoring drought and all of a sudden an 18-point lead is now a tied game um so you gotta learn how to be a front runner at some point yep. and, and, yeah, and, well. and to stay hot and, and, and end games when you've got double-digit leads in the second half hmm.
2: Yeah, and the Mike White, when he played Mike White, it was like a battle of who's on Mike White the most. Yeah, like <laughs> Mike, nobody out will Mike, sh- Mike Shout White. Shout
1: out to Mike White for Mike Whiting that uh that loss for Georgia. Uh it's not Mike, my Mike, problem. Mike
0: probably and, looked uh, down the gym and was like, hey man, I'm I'm trying. My trying master. to lose
2: this, man. Like, come on, work with me.
0: I feel feel right home back in back in the odome, Trying <laughs> trying to put on a nice homecoming. What are you doing over there, Todd? Chill out.
2: We got to get Eric Fawcett or one of them guys to come on and kick it with us and talk some basketball. Shout out to uh, Eric.
0: He was in Spain. I was going to have him on the last two weeks. He's, he and his wife are out in Spain living it up.
2: Nice. What do, you, what do you think if we if we don't make the tournament this year? I know we're like a bubble team right now. If we don't make the tournament, what's your field on Todd Golden?
0: Yeah. I mean, I had I had one big booster tell me that Todd was not brought here to brought top is brought here to elevate the program and that Mike White never missed the tournament twice. So, um, and listen, I don't know that boosters aren't making those decisions. Um, that would be the AD that'd mm-hmm. be the president. Um, I don't know that Scott Str- I've said this about football. Scott Strickland won't hire the next football coach. In my opinion. Um, I don't know that he'll hire the next basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll fire Mike, I think yeah. two years to fire a coach or Mike Todd, I don't know if two years is enough to figure it out, but, like...
2: Basketball, this probably isn't, this so. Isn't,
0: this isn't, like, a long rebuild. Like, these are all your dudes from the transfer
1: portal. The portal
2: yeah. Basketball... Last
1: two years, yeah.
2: You, you can flip a roster fast in, in basketball. Has, and, he and, and, and he has. So, like, the, the excuses and the, the leash, in my opinion, in the basketball world is shorter than football just because you can mm. flip rosters quicker.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't know um what you know I would imagine that he'd probably get a third year. Um, you know, they they have some some talented players on the team and you know, you pull off a win, your first first road win against a top ten team since two thousand three, and then you follow it up with you know, Stanker. a 13 point lead or 12 point lead and, and ultimately lose that game. And I know losses are going to happen, but you know, right now Florida's record is inflated by beating the teams they are supposed to be beating, uh, and then losing to the teams that, uh, that they should be, um, grabbing a couple more wins again. So you have Auburn this weekend Gators need to get it back and figured out. But, uh, but right now, both the state of basketball and football both look, um, more bleak than, uh, than they have in, in quite some time. All right, let's see. Um, do you want to give a shout out? Nathaniel Rogers mentioned it here. Uh, the Gators did um, uh, two, two announcements here to make. One is the passing of Alonzo Johnson. Uh, he was um, one of the best linebackers in, in Florida Gator history, two time All American in the 80s, 1984, 1985. Uh, member of the uh, second team, Florida Gators all century team, a member of the Florida all time team, member of the UF athletic hall of fame was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round of, um, of the draft there. So, uh, played under the uh, the, the Charlie Pell and Galen Hall uh, years, uh, but uh, but very you know saddened to to hear of his loss, uh, the loss of Alonzo um, Johnson uh, on uh, on February first. So he was sixty years old. Uh, also, the announcement of Bill Carr, who was a former uh, center uh, for Steve Spurrier um, when Steve Spurrier was a player. Uh, Bill Carr. Uh, Was an All American um, and was also the athletic director uh, at the University of Florida in the 80s. He helped build the O O Dome and he helped expand uh, the swamp during his tenure uh, at the University of Florida. So, certainly, uh, best wishes to the family of uh, both Alonzo Johnson and Bill Carr. Um, Nick, I know that you had some uh, some baseball stuff. Baseball starts what well, next week, right? So, February sixteenth, eleven days. Okay, so give us uh, what what's going on on uh, in, in the world of baseball that we can uh, chat about. Um, we're kind of just chugging along. They scrimmage uh, four or five times a week, just inter squads.
0: Um, yeah, I think Florida's going to be really good. They're ranked anywhere. I mean, there's like nine different baseball polls, anywhere from like two. To six, but it's pretty consensus top ten team, Um, and um, yeah, I think there's nothing new to report from baseball, but it should be uh, it should be a good team. They're young. Oh my god, I'm dying. Um, They're young. Uh, They're young on the mound. Um, I think the Saturday guy is someone that fans won't know right now, but uh, they'll come to like Liam Peterson. Um, Baseball recruiting is different. Like these kids commit when they're. 12 years old or not 12, 14 years old freshman in high school. Um, Peterson was committed to Florida for a couple of years and I didn't think he was going to get to campus. Kind of like one of those arms that you just expect to get drafted and not show up, take the money. Um, that was my thought. He gets to campus. I see him pitch uh, and I'm like, still don't know why this kid's here. <laughs> this kid should be getting <laughs> ready for spring training somewhere somewhere this year. Um, so it, it's, Sully's not afraid to start freshman um, Logan Shore started pitching on Fridays as a freshman, uh, and I expect Liam Peterson to start on Saturday with Kate Fisher on Friday, Liam Peterson Saturday, and Jack Caglione on Sundays. And I think the reason why a lot of people probably just expected Jack to pitch Friday, um, starting a baseball game is tough on your body, and you still need Jack to hit between three, four, five, two, two to five in your lineup, two to four mm-hmm. in your lineup, uh, and play first base twice. Um, so leaving him on Sunday gives him a rest. You can DH him on a Tuesday midweek game or a Wednesday midweek game to get him off his feet a little bit. Um, and I think that's why you leave him on Sunday. So it's a strong rotation. I think Jack's pitched a lot better, um, mm. more consistently in the strike zone than he has been. Um, I guess the one thing that watching the team right now that concerns me um, mm. is defense. Um mm. I think Luke Heyman's gotten better behind the plate, but he's not as good defensively as BT Ryapel. Um, the best defensive catcher is Tanner Garrison. He's a transfer from coastal Carolina, just like BT was in uh, Dale Thomas. He's really good defensively. I don't know how much he'll hit. And if you don't mm-hmm. hit, you're not going to be in the lineup. Uh, and then Brody Dene, who might have more power, raw power than Jack Cagliaro is the third catcher. Um, very raw behind the plate. Um but he, his bat will keep him in the lineup, so DH first base, something like that. Um, Colby Shelton, this is a transfer from Alabama, freshman All-American, mm-hmm. hit 23, 24 homers last year, 25, something like that. Um, he's not Josh Rivera defensively. He's just mm-hmm. not. Um, yeah. So – Right up the middle, I think, yeah, there Sean, right up the middle, I think that you always want to be strong defensively up the middle. Cade Curlin's good at second base, he'll he's back for his sophomore year. I just don't know that this will be one of Sully's better defensive teams. And and I say that knowing that they're always top 25 defense. Um uh, but I don't know that I'm going to be accustomed to the kind of defense we see. And you've got a couple guys in the outfield who just aren't good defensively but hit. So this team's going to hit. They they might have to because they might have more errors than they're than we're used to watching. I, so I don't it don't look know. like
1: a big 12 football team. All <laughs> offense, no defense. Yes. Nice.
2: I like offense and baseball though, man. You know. I'm from, I'm a uh buns mark mcguire era kid <laughs> so i'm used to the offense how do how do we face uh how do we match up versus miami march first i know we're going down there to that game to check that out
0: yeah i think i don't think miami's supposed to be very good this year um uh, nice. they're ranked they're ranked in the bottom 20s um new coach gino uh he's been there Man, gino played there he's been there 20s 20, 20 plus years um mm. that's a great trip just to make it if you're a That stadium, I was telling somebody because it's kind of a dump now, um, but that stadium when it was first built was like one of the jewels of college baseball and was like state-of-the-art, one of the best places to go watch college baseball. Um, Alex Rodriguez gave him a bunch of money, and I think all they did was build like some suites on either side of the press box. Um, University of Miami
1: Athletics, you know, football and baseball stuck in 2001, you know?
0: Uh, this one's stuck in nineteen eighty. The their stadium is, is stuck in the eighties. It was really, really nice. Um but now it is what it is. But they they're a smart baseball crowd. Um probably because all the all my Cubans are down there uh down in Coral Gables. Um smart baseball crowd. It's a fun, fun series to go to. Um it gets heated though. It gets heated. The, those Miami fans wait till they meet like Dan. It. Do not like Florida fans. I need Dan with a megaphone. Oh, Dan's. I'm here.
1: Is that was that one outfielder still there or did they?
0: Uh no. Ah kept, I can't remember. I can't heckling. remember. You were just calling his number.
2: He was heckling him like at elite levels. The kid kept looking back and, and like acknowledging he Dan. Had a out rough every error. He had a rough day.
1: Yeah, he had a he had a rough day out there on he the had a throwing on the diamond. area and a fielding area. I, yeah, and he also had like four plays go his way in a row, and I think that there was multiple He was he was rattled. We had the we had the whole yeah. what was that right field, right field uh, yep. heckling him. Yeah. So the berm. Right at yeah. the berm. My, so excited, My son's this talks about that, man. Out. Shout out to Vari.
0: Vari was out there heckling with you.
1: Vari was out there. Yeah. Shout out to Lion. He was out there. Silk's kids I don't were think out that there. Was
2: that was uh
1: no. So Vari showed up. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh it wasn't it was, it Valon. was uh, valid. Valon showed up. It was Valen? Yeah, Vari was not there. No, two Valen. different people. You're getting no. your mix wow.
2: people mixed no, up.
1: They are they are not the same people, Nick. <laughs> they I can see the Nick, mix. This up. is embarrassing, right on the Twitter timeline, right?
2: I can see the mix. Valen
1: up. is not very. Vary. <laughs> All yeah, right. Vary,
2: Vary. lies about Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vary's. He, he, yeah, Vary's yeah, Vary's no, in no, it
1: wasn't. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. That's, yes. that's Who I ran into. Yes, you did. Yeah, Valen was – yeah. yeah. I ran with, into Valen. He was with a, uh, a member of the opposite sex. I don't think that they're dating anymore, so we're not going to blow spot up. Um, but, yeah, so no, great uh, great time. Uh, let's see. Smokey Gator, who was very, very excited that we were talking baseball, said Liam Peterson has a stuff you can run on as a yeah. freshman. Like Nick said, he should be a low-class A professional this Year one and so, done. he also says he wants. No, it can't be one and, on and done. A as a DH oh, emergency okay. catcher,
0: yeah. I, it, like bro, shout out to Brody because he he wants to catch. He wants to put in the work. Uh, mm-hmm. He Oof. can he can hit the ball.
2: Catching is the Dickens. He can,
0: he can catch. He can hit a ball five hundred feet. He's six foot five, and he has on baseball they do a uh, an eighty grade scale. Eighty is like Hall of Fame elite, best of the best. He has a legitimate. 80 grade arm. Um I they've I've seen him throw the ball from in a scrimmage from catcher trying to throw a runner out 95 miles an hour from mm. home to second. Like he has wow. an elite arm. Good Um Pause. Major league teams are going to look at him with the power that he hits and his arm and say then watch him catch and go, "Hey man, you're a, you're an outfielder. Mm. <laughs> you're you're going to play in right field. Putting him at first base is a waste of his arm. Um you just got to teach him to play right field. Unfortunately, I think he didn't get the opportunity to practice there in the fall because he was hurt. Um, Smokey pop times, not good. Cause he doesn't have good. It's all arm. Uh, he doesn't have good mm-hmm. fundamentals. He doesn't have good footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really receive the ball very well. Um, he's he has, he's just a, if he wants to stay at catcher, he has a lot of work to do. Um, but I don't see a major league team. Like Bryce Harper was a catcher in high school and major league teams were like, Hey, that's Remember cool. That. We'll, we'll let you do that for a little bit, but you're way too valuable right. uh, offensively to have you catch.
1: Yeah. When those, when those, when those paychecks start coming, you, you got to do what they, what they say right now, you can have a little. And I think a wood
0: big wood. reason why he came to Florida was like when he came on his visit, he was talking to Mike Rivera. And I think Mike Rivera being on the staff was a huge reason why he wanted to come hey i can come work with this guy um mike mike was about to get called up to the majors just he's told me he told me his body was just like not there anymore he's like i i can maybe go up for a year um, but like my body's just giving up on me um knees maybe. back hips
2: dropping down stuff. like me. Yeah, so- it down like Meg Stallion for like years and <laughs> upon years, mm-hmm. you know, wear and tear on the knees, man.
1: Yeah, and they don't do those knee savers or anything else anymore. So you can't, um, you can't. No, no, you can't wear the knee savers. That's no. That's, I mean, you know what I'm getting at,
0: though. It's a bad look. You yeah. Know. yeah, it is my knees still creak. I, my yeah. knees still creak from catching when I um when I when I squat down, my knees pop still. Used to but catching's tough. I mean, at 18 years old, I'm still good. Uh, mm-hmm. like you, you, you're still young. You think you're fine. It was ice on both knees on the way home, lay, sit down in the shower to have hot water hit on the knees, then get out of the shower and, and like ice back on the knees. And that was a daily routine. And my knees still, still click clack when I squat up and down.
1: Uh, my brother was a, was a catcher for a long time. I know he still deals with the, uh, the same stuff. So my brother too.
2: <laughs> my
1: brother too. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, uh, you said eleven days, right, Nick? Before Sorry, eleven baseball? days,
0: um, I think single ticket sales are available now. Um, yeah, just getting ready for for a long season. I think people keep asking me. I think Florida's a. I don't know that there'll be a, uh, a top eight seed, a national seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of projecting that uh, you need to get. You, you don't need the freshmen to be spectacular. You just need to, them to pitch to what you think they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Philpott, McNeely, um, and, and then your sophomores. You need them to take a jump as well, uh, specifically Cade Fisher, who only made two starts last year, is going to start opening night, probably Friday. Um, so there's a lot of projecting going on. It's a young team. They, they are a little bit older in spots. I think they'll hit, they'll hit a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it should be a regional host. I just don't know if they'll they'll be a, a top eight team. You got to stay healthy as well. There's mm. definitely some luck involved in, uh, in who makes it to Omaha and who eventually wins in Omaha um, by staying healthy.
1: All right all right well let's uh let's get into football before we do that let's give a shout out to our friends over at home field apparel go visit home field apparel use promo code stadium and gale at checkout you'll get 15 percent off of your order about 20 different shirts for the university of florida about 100 different schools overall so any friend colleague relative uh whatever it might be that might have gone to maybe a marquette or a wake forest um you know, maybe Georgia Tech, whomever it might be, go check out Homefield Apparel. Promo code works across the entire website. And if you are Harrison Tenzer and you are an Indianapolis Colts fan, you too can find some retro Indianapolis Colts gear on there as well. So again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code STADIUM and Gale at checkout will get you 15% off of your order. All right, gentlemen, there was the Senior bowl this past week. And like most bowl games, we saw a lot of opting out of the game, including from Florida Gators top wide receiver Ricky Pearsall. But before he did that, he checked in at six foot. Uh, just a hair under uh, 6, 193 pounds with a 30 and three quarters inch arm length, uh, but um, really did a, a spectacular job at, at the Senior Bowl uh, tryouts, our uh, practices, and everything else. Uh, I know that he was one of the guys. Uh, that uh, was was praised for the entire week. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, who's on the NFL Network, said he's quick and fast. Been impressive as a route runner. He's been able to separate. You see it with double moves when you watch his tape at Florida. Quarterbacks can go or can also just get the ball in his hands and let him run after the catch. So right now, the NFL mock draft database has him ranked as a consensus early third round draft pick. With the number seventy three overall ranking, um, what would you guys think of uh, Ricky Pierce? All Highlights were all over the timeline on uh, on Thursday.
0: Yeah, I texted a a scout asking about him uh, before the game. I was like, "Hey, I haven't seen anything about Ricky." He's like, "Oh, he left after got two it, days." Baby. Yeah. He said he left after two days. I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "He came. He saw. He conquered." And I was like,
1: "Okay." Yeah.
0: Um. I saw some. Um. There was a a, a woman journalist who put out a list of players who had opted out of the game and uh, people were like mad about it. And like the game is the least important thing for the guys there. Mm -hmm. Um, Some guys don't need to even practice. Like they're just there to do interviews. All 32 teams are there, scout general manager, head coach, somebody's there and they do interviews throughout the night uh, and mornings before practice, after practice. That's for most guys. That's what they need to do. You've got Mm -hmm. four years of tape. They know what kind of player you are. They don't need to see you practice. Um, They need to talk to you before they start investing money in in a draft pick into you. Um, The game is just an opportunity to tear your ACL three Mm -hmm. months before the draft. Um, So uh, I think it's a smart move by Ricky um, to go in, torch some DBs and and get out while the game is good. Do your interviews and get out. Um, Pro Football Focus just released – a mock draft that has him going thirty third, first pick in the second round.
2: Whoa, that's friendly. I got. I, I think, I he's, think he's
0: a he's a great day two pick, second third yeah. round.
2: Yeah, third round is where I got it. it. Depends on what his forty is. I want to see you know how he he competes and and you know what's his numbers at the combine. But he did what he needed to do: separate and practice reps versus you know other NFL guys. But he definitely made some money. And the Senior Bowl is just an opportunity for a lot of those guys to to make some money. And then sometimes you see, I know Jarvis Brownlee from Louisville, he was eating this year. And we've seen some former Gators that mm-hmm. ate at Senior Bowl. But you start seeing some of these guys' development start clicking right before they go to the NFL. Right. And it's, like, depressing sometimes. Like, man, he didn't, do, he didn't do that none of the time he was at, at, at our school. Now he's starting to look good. But – Ricky definitely made himself a lot of money. Um, what do you think? It, is,
0: what do you think? I think he's like a four-four-four guy. He's like he's a mid-four-four guy.
2: If he had four-four or four-four, I got him in the second round.
0: I mean, he I, he
1: he moves. He he can
2: run. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he can run. Uh,
1: and and he's now going to spend the next. He's already spent a month. The next two months before the combine or next additional month, just focus solely on mm-hmm. form and getting that forty down. Oh, right? combine's um, end of the month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so two full months where almost every day he's working on form, working on that speed, working on running that race, and I think that Ricky gets in the four fours there.
2: Yeah, Van Jefferson was another Gator that made. I know he did well at at Florida, just like Ricky Pierce did. But when he got to the Senior Bowl, he was barbecuing guys, and yeah, he extended the draft uh, board at the same weekend. So shout out to Ricky for making his money and saying, "All yeah. right, I'm out, I'm man." Out. Yeah, not much state. that he
1: can do at that uh, at that game to improve his draft stock uh, anymore. Kingsley Iguacan was also there. He did play uh, in the game. Checked in at six foot three, one in, or, uh, and a quarter inch, three hundred pounds, thirty two and three quarter inch armed. Um, did, did okay. Um, you know, in the game, in practices, uh, you know, seemed to be impressive, did play, uh, in the game, did not allow a pressure or a sack in the game. Um, a couple of noted plays. He had a a, a sliding zone block on a second and 10 run pass option that allowed, uh, Sam Hartman to hit Luke McCaffrey, uh, on a slant ride for a first down. So According to the NFL mock draft database, his ranking jumped from the 586th player to number 237, which would make him a seventh round projection as well. So probably the only two uh, players that will get drafted um, in this draft class from the University of Florida. Uh, and like Nick said, the NFL combine does start on February 29th in yeah, in.
0: Uh, that same scout I talked to, <clears throat> both of us had the same opinion. I don't know why um, Kingsley declared for the draft. I didn't think he needed to come back to Florida, but I think he needed to come back to college.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: whatever college, but yeah,
1: he missed you know obviously numerous games um, you know this season, and he was limited in four and 2023 as well. So uh, definitely uh, some injury concerns this year. Hopefully he gets the opportunity to, uh, to get drafted or at least not get, uh, if he doesn't get drafted, get an opportunity where he might be able to, uh, to get an opportunity to make a, a staff. So, or make a team, pardon me. So uh, again, those are the two uh, names to watch and Ricky Pierce all went and did his thing in mobile, Alabama. All right, let's see. What else do we have? Um, Josh Pate, uh, everybody's favorite uh, college football opiner, uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, put out a ranking of current SEC program power rankings. Uh, This is a three-year snapshot of on-field performance, talent acquisition, stability, and resource pool. Uh, He ranks the University of Florida 13th out of sixteen, that order is Georgia, Alabama, Texas, LSU, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Auburn, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and then Vanderbilt. What do you all think about being ranked thirteen out of la- or thirteen of sixteen over the last three years?
0: The last three years are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Need need like to do last five years, get you some New York six bowls uh in that. It's just wild to me to look at SC anyone's SEC power rankings. Um, even like living through the last three years mm-hmm. and seeing Florida behind Kentucky, Missouri, mm-hmm. and South, South Carolina. Carolina. It is cool yeah. to see Texas and Oklahoma in there too, though. Um, but yeah, wild to me.
1: Yeah. Um, So on-field performance, talent acquisition, stability, and resource pool. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the last three years, obviously, as a Florida Gators football fan, has been tough. Uh, Obviously, talent acquisition business is going pretty well uh, for Florida. Not as as good as they want, obviously. And then, you know, the thing is, is if you finish, I think Florida's 10th right now in the recruiting rankings, you have six, seven SEC teams ahead. So even if you're doing better compared to everybody else – uh, you're still uh, kind of in the middle uh, there. So, obviously, Florida is not a, a bastion of stability right now. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of fans that want to change at the head coaching position uh, at the University of Florida. Uh, resource pool, I don't know how you judge that. I think Florida's resource pool is obviously quite high, but on field performance, six or three six win seasons in a row uh, puts Florida right there. Uh, is that where you guys would rank Florida uh, over the last
2: three years? I mean, it seems a little accurate to be honest with yeah. you. It just it, it, it pretty much boils down to just winning games, and we haven't won games. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you go like the last overall, all those different things that you put in. If you go more years, even to the new year six games, if you're talking about player acquisition, stability, you know, all of that stuff, I don't know if we that much higher if you include the new year six bowls and mm-hmm. stuff because of everything that they're considering. Um, but I mean, the overall, you just got to win football games, and we're not winning football games, you know, yeah. and we definitely haven't been stable in, in a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it like Dan Mullen won as many games in a single season as Billy has won in two.
2: Mm-hmm. What season was that?
0: Didn't they go – didn't they get 11 with a bowl game? The Cotton Bowl year? No? Oh, Cotton Bowl was 2020. It was only mm-hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe that was factual error. Eight, Live eight fact four. Yeah, what else? Wrong. What
1: else is new? Yeah, no, it's just fact checking wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I think Florida went, what, eight and four that year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, some great games, beat the tail off of Georgia, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask, the rest of the team was looking good. Uh, Nick, if I don't know if you remember correctly, I'm a shoe, uh, that season, <laughs> mm, so. I don't recall. Yeah, remember, hey, it, 2019, 2019. We went 2019. out to and everything. I was and right. We,
0: 2019, 2019. Wait, Florida went 11 and wrong. two.
1: Now you're, you're 2019.
0: Wrong now. Dan Mullen was the coach, and the Florida went 11 and two. That's as many yeah. games in one year.
1: Yeah, your factual error was that you said 2020 and 2019. You just got a little too. I two. first
0: said, and then, you, and then when I was given perplexed looks, I tried to throw a year out there. 2019. Yeah. It was the Orange Bowl year. They went 11 and two. Yeah, that's, year. Where I
1: was, that's where I was confused. You know, he threw and out to the be, wrong year.
2: To be fair with Dan, like, if, if it wasn't a COVID year that next year and we play our regular schedule, like, who knows what happens yeah. with Kyle Trash going crazy and, you know, Kyle Pitts that season. Kadarius.
1: that Kyle Pitts out against LSU, you know?
2: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, man. What we
1: got? 2019 Eric. seems like 20 years ago. It does. Ain't that the truth? Harrison said. Come on, guys. My therapist said you aren't supposed to talk about the shoe. Mm.
2: The shoes. Part we gotta of let that Lord. shoe go. No, we gotta let that shoe go. Please. Everybody needs that. to let the shoe go. Like,
0: like Marco did. Let the shoe go. You
2: no, know, he needs to let it go as well because he takes his shot like with that shoe thing. He's been on content, bringing it up. Let the shoe go. It's time to move on, man. Like people that still troll and mad about a shoe is just I right, do your thing. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But then, i'm sorry
1: uh let's see um nick this just hit the timeline final sec stat leaderboard for yards per punt your <laughs> jeremy russia leads by 1.3 yards 48.9 so shout out to him he edges out matt hayball the punter for vanderbilt where if i was a punter that's the kind of school i would go to Graham yeah, Mertz I, leads I, the SEC in completion rating. So, a couple of uh, fun little stats uh, for you guys to end the year. Uh,
0: Jeremy Crawshaw, uh, I am a, a voter for the most prestigious award, uh, certainly in college football, maybe in all of sport, the Ray Guy Award. Um, despite Jeremy uh, being one of the best punters in the country in terms of net yards, net average, um, hasn't punted enough to be considered for the award in each of the last two seasons. Yeah. So
1: lots of fourth downs, lots of, lots, lots of stalls at the four yard down. line, yep. you know, a lot of those. So, um, here's to hoping that next season, it doesn't qualify him either. It, it wasn't interesting. Was a lot of touchdowns, you know,
0: I, I said that to him. What an interesting life nobody other than your close fans and close family fans are happy whenever you're playing football.
1: He's just got – I'm telling you. The second got you it.
0: get into the game, everyone's like – everyone's oh. angry. Not at you, but everyone's angry. Sometimes they're going onto yeah. the field and they're booing at the situation, the play calling, uh, something has happened. Nobody's happy when you're playing football.
2: I'm locked in because I need him to pin them deep. So I am yeah. like, man, that that series was terrible. You know why we try to triple reverse there? But I'm also like, all right, we need to pin these guys deep and get the ball back. So I need Chris on how to put this in the end zone.
0: Bro, what is CJ? CJ has like yeah, a he's CJ
1: Dorsey. Um, Bro, his, that's like
0: he, he went to the mall.
1: Numbers his mom do took him to the mall what? and
0: he got one of those <laughs> got <laughs> one of those professional <laughs> photos taken.
2: Personality <laughs> pictures.
0: <laughs>
1: Damn, picture. Nate, throwing throwing personal shade on Come on, on the joke. booming onion. You know, it's a joke. All right, let's see. Uh, and what other news do we have here? Got to pull this up from uh, Nick. Uh, Missouri received a $62 million donation Ooh. from an anonymous supporter. Mm-hmm. $50 million will go to Memorial Stadium renovations. That would cover one-eighth of uh, Ben Hill Griffin's uh, renovation cost right now. Scott, the Scott rest is going to go to the Tucker Fund program. Scott said $400 is a starting point, so not
0: one-eighth. It would start uh, the jumping-off point.
1: The jumping off point is one eighth. Um, so uh, the rest of that money will go to the Tiger Fund. So $50 million to the Memorial Stadium, $12 million to the Tiger Fund program. Um, What's the Tiger but $62 Fund $62 million dollars anonymously is, you know, those are big boss moves right there.
0: I mean, listen. If I'm donating 62,000, my name being attached to that. Yeah, mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 60. six donating $62, names getting attached, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Listen, I bought I've it. seen it I bought on timeline. I bought a new chin strap. You put my name on that player's chin strap so I can see it on Saturdays. Why didn't we
2: get that five star? I donated $62 to the, to the collective. <laughs>
0: Um, that's that's wild and that, and that's, that's crazy. So you get, uh, I don't know what renovations they are doing. I think they're doing at Missouri. We were last there. They were talking about the, uh, where they have like the rock M they were going to be doing, I think like closing that, that side of the stadium. Um, but yeah, they're not going to get rid of the rocks. I so it was senior day for them. The seniors on Missouri's football team get to take home a rock from Mm. them as part of their senior day. Wow. Get a rock.
1: Uh, there's one thing that I know that I would shout not to Tyron want.
0: Hopper got a rock from Missouri.
1: Your shout out to Tyron Hopper. Uh, probably the only memory that he would want from Columbia, Missouri. Um, maybe they'll raise the stadium from being underground, you know? Yeah, Missouri stinks. Sure does. Sure does. Uh, let's see. There's a question in the group chat here. Uh, we are still very much getting into – Uh, what's going to happen in the 2025 recruiting class. But Jeremy Morris said, who's QB1, Hill or Montgomery? So that's four-star quarterback from Warner Robins. Uh, Antoine Hill, he's the number seven quarterback in the country, number 76 overall prospect. And then Ryan Montgomery from Findlay High School in Ohio, he's the number 19 quarterback. Uh, Antoine Hill was on campus on January the 13th, and Ryan Montgomery just wrapped up his visit yesterday i know ryan montgomery's being uh looked at by florida georgia south carolina uh but uh right now it looks like it could be a florida south carolina battle and it does look uh like he said that he might be close uh to making that decision uh here pretty quickly but uh, if you also look at on three from chad simmons he wrote that the gators were trending for antoine hill as well so Gentlemen, not sure if you've done a ton of research, Antoine Hill versus Ryan Montgomery. Who do you think is your personal QB one?
2: I like Antoine Hill. Um, can't go wrong either one of those guys. I think both of those guys are really good. But if I had to to look at either, you know, of the huddle links, you know, mm-hmm. in the film, I like Antoine Hill and what he brings to the table more. Um mm-hmm. he fits what we have on campus as well, very similar, not not as as talented in my in my opinion, as Lagway, but similar skill sets.
1: Yeah, previously committed to uh, Colorado, uh, offers from North Carolina, Georgia. Alabama, Tennessee, all of the schools that you could want and hope for. Uh, the RPM, the Recruiting Prediction Machine, on On Three has him going to South, or, uh, to North Carolina. Pardon me. Don't think that that's going to probably end up happening. Uh, but uh, but right now, uh, Florida is potentially trending for Antoine Hill. I like him a little bit more. I do think Ryan Montgomery is good. Obviously, trying to get a quarterback to follow DJ Lagway, um, you know, can be more of a challenge than if he. Uh, was not committed to the program, Uh, but uh, Billy's been able to bring in some good quarterbacks, been able to recruit really well uh, at the quarterback position and obviously develop uh, those players as well. I saw with Graham Mertz, obviously bringing in DJ Lagway. Obviously you had the issue with Jaden Rashada, Throw that whole thing in. Um, He's obviously recruited quite well at the position. So hopefully Florida, you like to get your quarterbacks committed early. Hopefully Florida is able to grab uh, one of the two uh, here shortly. Florida is also looking at Keelan Russell out of Duncanville High School in Texas, Matt Zollers out of Royals Field, Pennsylvania uh, as well. So likely one of those names. Uh, but again, we are uh, still on the uh, beginning part of 2025 recruiting. Uh, looks like in the group chat, there's a lot of um, folks that say Antoine Hill. Uh, so we will Uh, We will see. Um, In other news in the recruiting world, the Gators did, uh, pardon me, land uh, an RPM pick uh, for a four-star offensive lineman, um, Peyton Joseph. Uh, He was, uh, Keith Niebuhr put in a prediction for him. He is an interior offensive lineman from Houston County, uh, in Fort Valley, Georgia, uh, the number one hundred twenty-three overall player on the On Three industry ranking average, six foot three, two hundred and eighty pounds. His offers from Florida, Georgia, Florida State, Alabama, a number of other schools uh, in there as well. So just getting started on twenty twenty-five recruiting. But Nick, there has been a couple of questions. Will Billy Napier be doing a national signing day presser this week? I know Floor is not expected to sign anybody, but do we know if that is going to happen?
0: Yes, we will speak to Billy on Wednesday at some point. But I don't okay. I don't think Floor is signing anybody. Uh, which no, means but it, but plenty of coaching to changes about. to speak yep. on.
1: Yeah, DeAndre Robinson also is going to be in that recruiting class. Uh, Jamar Grim or uh, Jameer Grimsley obviously transferred over. Probably talk about uh, the both of them. Obviously, you make numerous changes at special teams, strength and conditioning, the defensive side of the ball. uh, Still waiting to see if there's going to be any changes on the offensive side of the ball. So far, all of the coaches that had what we thought were expiring contracts as of January 31 are still out recruiting. Uh, so again, there still could be changes, new coaching staffs being put into place in the NFL coaches could potentially leave there. Uh, but right now it's not pronounced Houston County. Is it Houston County? I don't know. Um, just going off what it reads. So uh, Houston street, New York city, Houston in Texas. So correct me. Appreciate you, Jeremy, for letting me know. Always trying to get better uh, on this pod. So, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we head out of here? Oh, sure. Uh, Marcus yeah. Castro Walker, uh, no longer employed by the university of Florida. Nick, you want to shed, uh, some light into that?
0: Uh, yeah. NCAA is investigating Florida, uh, for the Jaden Rashada thing. Marcus Castro Walker was heavily involved with Florida's name, image, and likeness program. Um, and was a member of the university athletic association. Um, According to NCAA rules, you can't negotiate numbers. So it looks like NCAA is investigating and Florida is making proactive moves in that department.
1: Mm. Yep. Um, I know uh, there's a rumor going around that this happened back in the fall. It did not happen on the fall. I do know that he was on administrative leave uh as well uh during that uh, during that time. So he was um, on
0: he's been on administrative leave since August. Um was mm. Fired last week.
1: Yeah. He uh, was very tied into a lot of happenings uh, with NIL at the University of Florida, was very tied into the collectives at the University of Florida uh, as well. So, uh, Marcus Castro Walker certainly wish him the best uh, of luck in his career. He came over to Florida from Nebraska, I believe, previously at Texas or at Arizona State before that. Uh, finally, SEC Big Ten uh, announced an advisory group. Uh, to look at the future of college football, uh, you guys have any thoughts there? You guys think that we're starting to uh, inch closer to a a breakaway here by the two big Power Two conferences?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big jumping off point. So, like the and, and I saw a lot of people being like, <clears throat> "How is Tennessee doing this? They agreed to the rules, and the NCAA is just enforcing the rules that the schools agreed to." Yeah, well the landscape has changed Mm -hmm. uh, drastically in the last three years. And we really haven't put any new rules in the NCAA has been running to Congress to be like, Hey, don't let any of this stuff happen. And Congress said, let's look into how legal your entire operation is. And the NCAA said, don't do that. You guys have fun with an IL Mm -hmm. let's wash our hands of it and keep making money off of these kids. So they're, NCAA is just losing court case after court case. Congress is telling them absolutely not. Um, I don't know what benefit. The NCAA runs postseason tournaments. And then Mm -hmm. the Power Five said, ah, we want to do our own thing with football. So the college football playoff is now separate to the NCAA running that tournament. Um, Outside of running... Sports that don't make money uh, and, and really like Florida only has two sports that make money that operate at a profit, football, basketball. Ooh. That's the case for most schools. Some schools will make money. Their baseball program, I think LSU uh, baseball operates in the black. Um, but like three, two, two sports fund the other 19. Um,
1: oh, by far. Yeah.
0: Outside of running the track and field championships or the water polo, the equestrian championships, like what do the what does some of these schools, the schools in the Big Ten, and SC, what where they need the NCAA for, um, other than being a punching bag when like things happen uh, publicly, I don't know, and I think the the schools that are in the Big Ten, and the SEC, don't need the NCAA as much as the NCAA needs them, and if you're going to get into a point where the NCAA is now looking at schools to punish them for the bare minimum of what you need to do in this NIL landscape to get kids to come to campus.
1: Yeah. Um, you kind of glossed over it, but don't you think that that's kind of the biggest point of the NCAA? And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this silk too, right? Is like, now you have an enforcement body that we can say, Hey, this isn't our, our responsibility, our fault, right? That we're passing off our ability to tell on other schools to have some sort of enforcement. I, you know, I think a lot of times, the NCAA gets in trouble because they're doing the job that the schools want them to do, right? I think you separate some of the NIL stuff and and everything else, you know, from an enforcement and and how do we accurately do that? But doesn't the NCAA exist as part of what these schools want from an enforcement body and an ability to deflect to an institution and rather than themselves?
0: Yeah, but I think we're moving towards the point of these guys being... Employees, um, I think that we're going to be in a few years. We're going to be collectively bargaining mm-hmm. um, between the players and the schools. Um, they're not amateurs um, in and they football. Still, they're in still going to
2: need a shield. They still they're still going to need even when they start negotiating uh, collective bargaining. The players unionize, There still have to be a governing body to mm-hmm. to be the buffer between the players and in, in, in the school. I don't think the NCAA goes anywhere. I, I'm, I'm with them. I think they're just running the rules. Like when the schools get mad, the NCAA is like cute to me because it's like, bro, you guys pay them like to enforce the rules that you guys agree on. It's like a buffer between the schools. So NCAA, why they catch a lot of flack? They're just really just enforcing this the rules that all the schools have agreed upon. Yeah, but yeah, and
1: really- I think that. That, I think that that's the hardest part, right? With any, you know, even take this out of college football, right? With, like with any unionizing of, you know, athletes. I mean, there's there's unions for motor workers. There's there's a lot of union jobs: plumbers, electricians. There's unions there. There's still governing bodies that oversee that. There's labor boards. There's there's all sorts of protections that are in place from a govern, you know, from a governing perspective even in the outside world. So that's where I'm curious to see, like even if the SEC and the Big Ten break off and start their own organization, they're still going to be a punching bag organization from an enforcement perspective because nobody likes the enforcement part of the NCAA, right? That they like that all of, these pre- or all of these tournaments happen. They like that all the events happen and everything else. They just don't like schools get mad when their school gets enforced on. But at some point there's got to be, there's going to be another body that replaces it. So even if it's the SEC Big Ten Advisory Mm -hmm. Commission, there's still a group that's going to oversee them. It's not a wild, (laughs) wild west. And schools, as we've seen, can't self-report and self-govern themselves, or they're always going to be what rules you want to play in and how black and white and what gray area that you want to play in and we've had Linda Teeler, we've had our athletic directors you know, on this program and they operate in a very black and white world. Obviously you're seeing with Tennessee, they're operating in a very gray area, right? So every school is going to be different. So I'm curious to see, even if they break off, how different a governing body is going to be uh, for that particular uh, sector. And I do think that one day you are going to have split off divisions for football compared to the rest of the, the schools, because I, I don't think it's fair that Oregon has to play Rutgers Rutgers in volleyball <laughs> on a Wednesday <laughs> night. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think that that's fair. I don't that think sounds that's crazy. That's I don't think that the swimming team having a tournament against Florida state mm-hmm. from Cal is like fair to those athletes. Mm-hmm. Right. No, um, you know, you it's not fair when, not when cool. you send
0: those, you send those, those girls who are swimming guys and girls who are swimming for USC and they have to fly to, new jersey in december to go swim at Rutgers. it's like excuse me what are we doing yeah. here
1: yeah so so i don't i don't know that i mean i think that that's put part of the hardest thing right now is i'm curious to see what happens out of this advisory board or whatever it might be that they're creating what the future of college football looks like because i think if you look 10 years from now college football the way that we know about it and talk about it obviously a lot's changed over the last few years but the way that we talk about it's going to be drastically different i think that you're going to start to get into revenue sharing uh, and everything else but but it's curious uh obviously this is somewhat expected um and then certainly the fsu lawsuit against the acc now as north carolina tied in uh to some other legal potential legal action or them wanting to get out of their grant of rights uh, i think tennessee was brought in as a as a plaintiff against the ncaa with the state of virginia as well so a lot of happenings uh in the state of college football and state of college athletics right now so we'll be interesting to see uh, what uh what does happen there. Quick question, fellas. Um, yeah.
2: Quick question. Do we get sanctioned at the end of our investigation? What do you guys think?
0: Yeah. Yes. Similar similar like FSU. Yeah. Lucid I think you get a couple scholarships
1: lost. You, you 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 have the fall guy, uh you maybe have a, another fall person or two. Uh maybe you have to distance from certain booster mm. or a certain organization mm. obviously obviously the gator collective has is no longer uh an entity um as a collective so we will uh we'll see uh what happens but i do think the florida gets sanctioned what
2: do you think silk yeah yeah i think we get <laughs> yeah, think yeah we yeah. get our dome tap a little bit oh, oh, um, for sure, for sure with it i think you know they're gonna find something if florida they got hit with the the shenanigans they got hit with Um, I just don't like the vibes of people saying or if the NCAA is moving with, uh, we're going to make an example of somebody. I don't like that vibe, especially with how gray, and, you know, no real direction from NCAA or anybody when NIO dropped. So to get super aggressive about making examples out of people, I think that's that's like nonsense with with how all this was released. A lot of these programs, everybody just been it's been Wild Wild West as of now. So to. Want to drop the hammer? I think is 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 extra as hell.
1: But do you think that that will
2: happen? Not to us, but you know they got those that 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 vibe out there for Tennessee. Why? Right? I yeah. Tennessee, I just don't agree with the energy of all of that, bro. You you let it be wild, wild west, and then want to say, yeah, we let it go crazy a little bit. But now we're gonna make an example out of somebody that makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, I think Tennessee is uh, firmly in the NCAA's radar right now, especially with the uh, the lawsuit that they uh, that they filed, as well as the uh, uh, the very bombastic uh, commentary by uh, the athletic director and uh, president or chancellor of the chancellor. university as well. Yeah, talk yeah. about a glow up,
0: though. You you got caught cheating a few years back, Ca- caught cheating by stuffing money in McDonald's and Chick fil A bags. Right and now, we're cheating on private jets.
1: What a a, a, that's that's a, a, a glow up. That's a level.
0: Glow up for
2: you. That stuff could get tricky, man. Eee. Yeah. <laughs> it could get tricky.
1: Oh, yeah. all right. so, <laughs> it's not a bad life, though. You know what I mean? Not a bad life. You know, getting flown yeah. around in the PJ, you know? Yeah,
2: PJ. You gotta
1: developed. get over PJ DJ, you know.
2: So, Don't be dry all right. snitching, man.
1: <laughs> oh <Whoa>, Dan! i <laughs> hey, got a Dan over here. That's what the allegations were I don't know Nico personally. Um, I I don't hate it though. You know, I've had the opportunity yeah. to be in a private jet uh, twice now, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you can if mm-hmm. you can do it, do it. You know what I mean? So, um, I got I one more.
2: Got one more out. before we I get out of here. Yeah. Again. So we was talking offensive coordinator. What do you guys feel about Rob Sale blocking half the, the fan base?
0: He's blocking
2: people. I mean, the line is not blocking anybody, so he's taking up the slack yeah. a little bit. Hey, that's, um, a good
0: coach. that's good coaching,
2: bro. I think you got to read the room a little bit there. Like, I think the blocking of people, PR wise, like they have to get on the right page with that type of stuff. Like, you can't care that much to be searching your name and blocking people. I just think uh, uh, full
1: coaches deactivating their entire Twitter account.
2: Yeah, like this staff's involvement and in caring about social media, I think is just over the top right there, man. You gotta have a little bit more awareness, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean I had some staffers unfollow me. Um oh,
2: I did too. these, man. Same.
0: Yeah. I didn't want to, I
2: didn't want to throw me into it, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you, Nick. I thank some, you, listen,
0: Nick. I get sassy, I get sassy on Twitter though. Um yeah, I don't need I don't need the staffers to follow me. Um, Man, I'm
2: called the sunshine pumper and these guys unfollow. I'm following. like, "Bro, I'm PG yeah, with it." Like,
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, hey. we've been called we okay. I mean, we've been told we carry water for the staff, that we're that <laughs> yeah. we're, the, we're the microphone for the staff.
2: I'm dropping the water. I've
1: never said publicly anything negative about anybody on the staff, and I noticed a couple of unfollows over the last few months. I'm like, "Well, you know what? I don't want to follow you either." Yeah. <laughs> Well, damn, we
0: do we do keep the we do keep the follow numbers down. Um, so that did I help do. me. It did help me. I think I stole that from you. I don't know how many I'm following right now. We're probably getting close. They're going to
2: I know for sure they're unfollowing, they're unfollowing former former players. I know this. I'm not gonna say any names, but I know they're doing that. And and like just think about how fragile that is, bro. Like, if if a said player was to say, such 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 and such coach unfollowed me, I'm a legend. Like, that's crazy to me. You know, like I haven't said anything bad about them. I think that's terrible PR. You gotta have more better awareness, man. So I just wanted to bring that up. I know we're looking for an OC and these guys haven't have...
0: been uh, uh, great on the PR train in a while.
1: No, it's been been tough, been tough in PR. Yeah. Um
2: yeah.
1: But yeah, no, I, I also do agree. Uh, don't harass. Here, yeah, but don't, but don't harass players. Don't harass coaches. Um. You can speak critically without being harassment,
2: but you got to be aware enough to to stay in good cahoots with your with your sunshine pumpers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to know who's carrying of water. your water. <laughs> yeah, like okay, he he's lying for us a little bit <laughs> and spinning for us. Like me stay staying good cahoots with with this type of guy, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is the kind of guy I need to be around.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: man. find the the
2: brighter side of things a lot. Yeah, we we do.
1: We do often find that sliver of light behind that. Yeah.
0: North Korean news silk just popping out (laughs) highlights during
1: a four-win season. Yeah,
2: propaganda, man. Propaganda silk, bro. I got positive propaganda. Anywho.
1: M jung silk over there.
2: All right. <laughs> all right um, with your shirt, man, this is this is good. This is good therapy. Yeah,
1: good. Um, all right. So let's uh one final shout out to our friends over at alumni hall. Go visit them on Archer Road, right off of I-75 there, or visit them at alumnihall.com. Let them know Stadium Miguel sent you anything that you'd want, uh, accessories, apparel, tailgate supplies. Uh, anywhere from young to old, men to women, anything in between, Alumni Hall has got you taken care of. They're always up to date with the coaches, polos, all of the t-shirts and everything else that you might want from an SEC championship, a national championship, whatever it might be. Go check them out. Oh, also the probably one of the largest supplies of, uh, of golf polos and golf accessories as well. So go check out our friends over at Alumni Hall. Let them know Stadium and Gale sent you. And we will uh, see you guys next week. Uh, is it, Nick, your, your song of the week?
2: Nate went, it went, it went last week. All
1: right. So let's see. Um, why don't we do a fun bop? Um, there's a new song by Jonas Blue and Sam Felt called Rest of My Life. So we will play that one as we head on out. Gentlemen, it's great seeing you. Same corner, same time next week. I'll be reporting to you live from Canada next week. So we'll see you guys next week.
2: I found my ride to die up in the shadows. At first it made me cry by an arrow. Yeah, it struck me so deep in the heart. Strung out in the dark. I found my